1: And, uh, you know, I, I say this all the time, but and some of you guys that are loyal listeners probably get tired of hearing me saying this, but we, you know, after doing the show for almost five years, we're always looking for new, innovative topics, things that we haven't talked about in, you know, a bazillion shows over five years and and or, you know, new angles to some of the things we have talked about before. And uh, this week's guest definitely has something that we've not talked about before, but something that I know that, you know, at least a good chunk of you guys that listen on a regular basis, entrepreneurs and business owners um, probably struggle with. Um, I know it's it's something that a lot of people aren't very comfortable with, and that's why we have this week's guest on. And we're going to talk about overcoming sales call reluctance. So everyone out there, I, I promise I can see you, raise your hand if you like making sales phone calls. Okay, that's right. I don't see any hands. Well, maybe that's because you're on the radio and you can't see you, But anyway, um, we're going to talk with, uh, we've got an expert this week, And he's going to talk to us about what is it? What causes it? You know, why is it a problem? And then frankly, and and finally, I should say in the last segment, we're going to talk about ways how to overcome that, how to overcome that sales call reluctance. So that being all said, um, I want to welcome our guest this week to the show, Mr. Wally Bresler. Wally, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Ken, thanks so much for having me. You know, I had my hand raised, by the way. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm one of those rare nutbags who like to make sales calls, but I'm definitely in the minority.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I would expect you would be, um, given your your uh, your history and your expertise. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, you're, you did raise your hand, actually, now that I think about it, because otherwise, maybe this will be a crappy show.
2: <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm hoping you don't have to carry
1: me, but no, no, of- no. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is we're, we're relying on you. This is this is in your wheelhouse. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely want to talk. So Wally is the co-founder of a company called Phone Sales Secrets. Duh. I mean, who else would you have on to talk about phone call phone sales reluctance? Right. right? You can find out more right. at phonesalessecrets.com. Follow him on Instagram. And I should also mention real quick here before we dive into some of uh, Wally's story. Is he's also got a podcast called "Own the Phone," which uh, pretty cool name, especially given the topic and subject matter. So, so Wally, why don't we get started with? I should, uh, you know, I, again, Wally's got twenty plus years of experience in the sales game, and here's, you know, I probably should have given this stat before I even told you the topic, but eighty percent of new salespeople and forty percent of seasoned salespeople suffer from this 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 malady, this <laughs> sales call reluctance. And so that's why we have our guest this week, Mr. Wally Bresler. So, Wally, why don't we start with, um, walk us through your entrepreneurial journey. How did you get to become a phone sales secret guru?
2: Well, it, uh, it was a long, hard road. In fact, I, you know, I didn't start my entrepreneurial journey until I was, uh, I was 30. I graduated from college in 1990 with Hamilton College in Crim, New York. Really good school. And uh, you know, I remember in uh, say my junior year, or 1988, I uh, had a friend in high school whose father sold insurance policies to low-income families, and they provided me with leads and training and, you know, they even took me out to lunch every day. But over the period of probably two months, I, I sold a whopping one policy, <laughs> and I just couldn't pick up the phone. And I mean, his name was David Willie. You know, Mr. Willie came in and he said, you know, you don't like this, do you? And I said, not really. He says, you know, we appreciate having you, but uh, we can't keep you. So anyway, that was the, uh, the my short um, – <laughs> introduction to phone sales which i failed miserably at and then i worked in the mutual fund industry and uh, after i got out of college but everything was inbound calls but they did start teaching us things like you know how to make presentations and how to talk to people and how to do sales and i started doing a lot of research on uh on how to be good over the phone and how to be good face to face and then you know i took a dale carnegie class started watching some tony robbins things and then uh you know my confidence grew Immeasurably and uh, I this is probably 1991 so in 1998 I finally realized that I had some value to add and uh, I knew that my skill set was was actually you know honed pretty nicely and so I remember uh, we had a sales presentation at the company because we had quarterly sales presentations to stay sharp and I know I did a really good job and I got you know everybody was like hey that was one of the best things we ever heard and I came in third and that really just it just burned me and so <laughs> um, the gentleman who I, uh, was eventually my mentor, uh, had married my best friend and he owned a real estate company. And so, you know, his, his wife's like, you'd be really good at that. You should go work with Brian. And I said, okay. And so that day, cause I was just so torqued off. I, I called Brian and said, "Hey, Can I come talk to you?" He said, yes. And, uh, I went, I went and saw him and he was out on his deck painting and I was in my suit from work and I go, why are you a real estate agent? He said, well, he said, "What did you do today?" And I kind of recapped the story for him. He said, "Okay." And then, "What did you do today?" He says, "Well, I went to two closings. I picked up two checks. I rode my motorcycle out to the coast, had lunch, and came back. And I've been painting my deck." said, <laughs> "Sold." So, right, not a lot of convincing. And so, you know, I went and got my real estate license in, uh, in about two weeks, which you can't do anymore. I read the book, took the test, and uh, in August of 1998, I became a licensed real estate agent. And then, over the next 14 months, I sold 72 houses.
0: And oh wow! So,
2: yeah. I was really blessed. And, you know, it wasn't just me. I was in a good system and I had good training and everything, but, you know, I, I really took to it. And so I ended up working with, you know, Brian and helping him grow his organization. And, you know, he was a great, great leader, great salesman, you know, great everything. And, you know, we grew the business to a little over 400 transactions a year. And, you know, Brian took, took the uh, the franchise to number two in the world with Coldwell Banker for like three or four years in a row. So, it's pretty amazing. Um, but, in you know, until then in 2001, you know, I, I started doing some coaching and training and kind of fell in love with that. You know, my mom was a school teacher, and so I don't know if I had, you know, bit by the teaching bug, but uh, I started, you know, coaching and working with real estate agents. And so, you know, since 19, uh, probably since 2001, you know, I've been coaching real estate agents, you know, across the United States and Canada um, and helping them grow their business. And so, really, for, for that period of time, I've, I've worked on being an entrepreneur and then helping entrepreneurs at the same time. So uh, I've been connected with some of the top real estate agents in the country. learned a lot of things from them, helped a lot of the top real estate agents in the country. But, uh, you know, most importantly, uh, I really learned, you know, cause when you grow your own business, you make a lot of mistakes, you talk to other people, you learn from their mistakes. And so I've been able to, to, you know, I think I said like over 25,000, you know, live trainings, one-on-one calls and uh, you know, and, and video trainings over that period of time, and just been able to, been fortunate enough, I should say, to really be able to work with some amazing real estate agents and help them achieve their goals and then achieve my goals at the same time. Um, you know, but interestingly enough, a little over a year ago, maybe, and I was, uh, because over the period of time that I've been coaching was kind of interesting, Ken, you know, I'd have coaching clients, and, you know, I'd give them homework to do. And one of those things was to start working on their prospecting efforts. And every week we would get on the phone and I'd say, how'd your prospecting go? And they say, well, I, I didn't do it. And I said, how come? And they just, well, I got busy, you know, and everything came up, you know, everything under the sun, even if it wasn't important week, after week, after week. And I would say to them, you know, th- you know, th- there was a the carrot motivation, there was a the stick motivation, you know, scarcity motivation, whatever I could do to get them to get on the phone. And they just couldn't get on the phone. I'm like, why are you paying me to coach you? because you're going to help me with my business. I'm like, I can't help you if you don't drive sales. So um, I was talking with one of my coaching clients I'm fascinated by the human brain and and our subconscious. So I was talking to one of my coaching clients last year. The guy's a fireman. His name is Brian O'Neill. He's out of uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Now this guy walks in and out of, smoking hot fire well hey,
0: dangerous building
1: hey wa- hey wally hey, hey wally let me let me let me jump in real quick we got to hit a break and so but i think it's a really good it's a good cliffhanger for everyone literally he's talking about a firefighter walking out of houses okay. so come back after yeah, the right? break and wally will finish his story
0: business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue producing activities with check off your list and their experienced team of virtual assistants you can focus on growing your business Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Checkoff Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Checkoff Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live.
1: Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs 7 days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business.
0: Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz.
1: All right, welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio. Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, it is time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And I'll make it quick because I know everyone is on the edge of their seats waiting for the end of Wally's, (laughs) the conclusion of his story. Uh, So this week's tip is actually a quote from none other than Mr. Grant Cardone, and uh, I love this one. Uh, he says, set your goals that match, uh, set goals that match your potential, not your ability. So don't just think about, oh, geez, I can, I'm capable of doing, you know, whatever, 25 pushups. So let's do 25 pushups today. You know, what, what is your potential? Could you maybe do a hundred? You need to set your goals based on the hundred, not the 25 on your potential, not just your ability. You got to stretch. You got to continue to stretch. So. That is the Mister Biz tip of the week, and uh, my apologies, Wally, for uh, for cutting you off. But I wanted to make sure we got the break on time, and it actually was a good place to have a little bit of a cliffhanger heading into the break. So, so, uh, mm-hmm. so, so you're 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 talking with your buddy about uh, he's a firefighter, and you're talking with him. So let's let's pick up there.
2: Right, right. So anyway, so he you know he he uh, became a real estate agent because he you know he had a daughter wanted something more for his life, you know, not that being a firefighter is bad. It's good. It's just, you know, when you're 40 years old, you've been doing it for 20 years, it starts to take its toll, you know? So anyway, we started working together and I'm and like, we put his plan together and I said, okay, you know, we've got to get some lead sources and you have to start prospecting. He says, uh, I'm not picking up the phone. I <laughs> said, what do you mean? you're not picking up the phone? years. I'm afraid to pick up the phone. And I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, you like, you save people's lives from the side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, right. You, you, you know, you say people's like, you carry people out of burning buildings. You walk back into the burning building again to get more things. And you're, I mean, you're afraid of about eight ounces of plastic and metal. Yeah, I can't do it. Not only that, Ken, the guy's got like um, tribal tattoos on both arms. He goes by the tattooed agent. If you Google him, Brian O'Neill, the tattooed agent, you can see his arms. He got tribal tattoos. I'm like, that, I don't get this. And so I'm like, you know what? I, I just, I, I finally felt like I had to attack the problem. And so. I looked back at my life and and you know, we're gonna roll into where sales call reluctance comes from and, and, and he'll understand it and I'll tell you a little bit about myself and how I came to it. But I looked back at my research, therapy I'd gone through, coaching I'd gone through, you know, all kinds of reading and things like that. And so I put a program together and I said, Hey, we're gonna do this and uh so I took him through the steps that I take people through and in forty five days, um he had no more sales call reluctance. Nice. But I was like, Wow cool you know i mean like i thought it would work but you know not that quickly and so no word of a lie his first week of calling he picked up a listing for five hundred and
0: forty thousand dollars
2: oh wow so, sold it and the guy was a builder or a contractor and he, he just listed and sold the, the guy's second house and i talked to him yesterday in our coaching call and uh he got another listing from uh, a guy who's a disabled veteran and um and i said where'd you find that when he says you know when i was Circle Prospecting six months ago, I just stayed in touch with him. So basically, you know, he picked up three sales for, over, you know, totaling more than a million dollars just by working on overcoming something that he just was convinced he would never get over. So I was, you know, and and then I just fell in love with it. And so I'm like, hey, you know what? Other people, I started doing research and that's where I found out where so many people suffer from sales call reluctance. And then so I started Phone Sales Secrets and, 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 and there you have it.
1: Well, interesting. So, so first of all, you overcame. Let's let's back up to that, right? So, yeah. again, yeah. we hear this all the time, Wally, and it's it's fascinating to me because it's very consistent. No matter where people come from, their entrepreneurial journey almost always includes absolutely falling on your face at some point or another. Um, and I think you know we talk about it all the time on the show, but I think uh, I talk you know about. The what separates the most successful entrepreneurs from the ones that are no longer entrepreneurs or just not very successful is that I call it consistent perseverance. That that continuing to get up. Life knocks you down, you continue to get up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you mm-hmm. got knocked down, and you said the heck with this crap, and you got back up um, right. from from your from your presentation situation. Then you, you know, you go into, uh, try to be an insurance salesman and had some issues there. Right. And you got knocked down, got back up and finally got to which, what you're really good at clearly. Cause you know, obviously the results that your, your client's having is, is, a, those are amazing things. So let's, let's go into that a little bit more about, you know, what is sales call reluctance and you know, where does it come from?
2: Okay. So, you know, sometimes it's called sales call reluctance or, or syndrome or call reluctance syndrome and, uh. Basically, it's when somebody is afraid to pick up the phone and call somebody either that they know or don't know. They're afraid to get in front of a video camera to record social content or social media, and they do that because they're afraid of being embarrassed. They're afraid of having their feelings hurt. They're afraid of being judged. Um, you know, it, it really comes from, <clears throat> excuse me, just emotional, you know, basically, not where I was say it comes from. basically what it means is, is that people are unable to engage in different aspects of the sales process. Where they would have to put themselves out there and face some sort of uh, negative response. I mean, loose, you know, loosely uh, defined, that's what it is. Where it comes from? Well, this is where I learned a lot from myself, so I'm just gonna. It comes from one, one of a few places. So the first place is trauma. So either, you know, you were physically beaten, or emotionally abused, or sexually abused, or you were bullied, and, you know, at that moment, you know, because we have a, you know, we have a um, you know, a sympathetic nervous system, right? Fight or flight. Mm -hmm. So one of two things happens when we get challenged and we face fearful situations, we either flee. And so, you know, the people that suffer from sales car reluctance, and I'll I'll go a little deeper, but at some point in their life, one, it could be that they face some sort of trauma. And as a result of that trauma, it scared the crap out of them and they never wanted to be in another situation uh, where they would be hurt again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that was my case and I'll just give you the broad brush strokes, you know. My parents have both passed away. They died young. My dad was 49. My mom was 64. So relatively young. And, uh, but you know, my dad was verbally, physically abused by his mother. And although he didn't really physically abuse me, I was, you know, I was an only child for about five years. But um, you know, he used to speak down to me, speak ill of me. And you know, one of my punishments when I was five or six was that I would be sent to bed without dinner if I didn't behave well. So, oh wow, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. And. So, that began, you know, my, uh, my challenges with anxiety and also, you know, probably a 45 year battle with, uh, with a, uh, um, with food mm-hmm. and you know, And then, so <clears throat> anyway, so that was a challenge. And then, uh, when I was 10, I was sexually abused. And then, uh, when I was 11, I started looking at my dad's porn- pornographic magazines and at the age of 12, I started having sex. So, um, combined with a tremendous amount of bullying by the time I was 13 I pretty much hated myself you know oh wow Jeez. and uh, I was not willing to put myself out there to be hurt and so um stuff you know what i'm saying and, and so but then from the age of 13 and beyond you know in an effort to try and fill all those voids and make that pain go away I made a lot of bad choices you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying I did things that were hurtful and shameful and and or I felt guilty of you know I, I became a horrible liar because of all the shame that I felt I, mean, I probably wasted about four million dollars in my lifetime um you know i was unfaithful to my ex-wife four times and uh you know i was doing some real estate investing in the early 2000s and um, you know it ended up that i ended up spending a year in the in federal prison for for uh for mail fraud i wasn't really trying to steal any money but you know the people with whom i was working you know were trying to cut corners and i saw things and ignored them and whatnot so mm. you know i made a lot of bad choices and hurt a lot of people along the way and experienced a tremendous amount of shame and so you know, what I've learned is, is that when we experience trauma, you know, and we don't, it doesn't get resolved, like back in 1910, 78, no one's talking about child abuse. No one's talking about sexual abuse. You know, nobody's telling their kids not to touch anybody else's body, vice versa. So I didn't think he was going to tell anybody. So I just had to figure it out for myself. And clearly I didn't do a very good job because I didn't know what to do. So anyway. Other yeah, trauma, it could, yeah. I was, was, was going to uh, say,
1: well, it's, uh, man, I'm, the trauma you have experienced is just is crazy, and, and we're up against a break here. So I want I, I want to make sure let's let's uh, let's put a pin in that one for the, until we hit a break here. I want to I want to make sure we continue this conversation, but we've only got a few seconds left here. Again, we're talking this week with Mister Wally Bresler, co-founder of Phone Sales Secrets. You can find out more at phonesalessecrets.com. Follow him on Instagram and his podcast, Own the Phone.
0: Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward
1: slash Mr. for this exclusive offer.
0: You submit questions to the show. Email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr.
1: Biz. All right. Welcome back to the show. Um, and we've been talking this week again with Wally Bresler, co-founder of Phone Sale Secrets. And, man, uh, we we ended, uh, ended the last segment pretty heavy there with a lot of the stuff you, you went through as a child, young adult, etc., and uh, what, mm-hmm. you know, kind of led to some of this this call reluctance you're talking about. So, uh, so right. you know, go ahead and and pick up there. Well, I don't know where where else you were going to go. And again, I didn't want to cut you off, but we had to hit a break there. But, no, um, you know, go, okay. yeah, that's go okay. go ahead and, and let's talk through. You know, we you we, you talked about you know what it is, sort of what it comes from. Obviously, we know why it's a problem. It, it holds people back significantly. Mm-hmm. But you know, continue your story or, or, or wrap it however you'd like to do it um again i sure. it, it's it's up to you how much personal you want to share again i don't want to cut you yeah, off I mean, I don't, yeah. you know
2: okay. i i'm just i think i just want to give you the broad strokes i'll spare mm-hmm. you the gory details <laughs> so but anyway so you know and that and that kind of you know so that was really the reason i was afraid to pick up the phone because i just you know no self worth no self esteem didn't believe i was worth anything and you know but it doesn't have to be anything that big i mean you know it could be you know it could be that uh you last things went worth. you know, maybe you're talking to your dad one day when you're a kid and he says, You know what, Ken, don't start a radio show, don't start a podcast. You know, you know, the Wentworths, nothing good happens to them. So just don't put yourself out there, right? So mm-hmm. it could be programming from an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be and, and sometimes it's decisions we make ourselves. Like I convinced myself I was poor when I was young. All the kids at school had Levi's and Nikes and all kinds of good stuff and uh I had shoes and Robux and whatever my parents could give me and you know, I had lunch envy for God's sakes. I mean, kids have better lunches than I do, Than I did. So I just, you know, I really convinced myself. Before. So anyway, these hidden identities get created, and then they they impact our decisions about what we're willing to do, not to do, to go forward. Now the other side of that is fight. Like like Ken Shamrock, he's a UFC fighter. You know, he, he went through an abusive childhood. You read a story, and you know, he was like, "Hey, listen, you're never going to hurt me again." And so he went and, and turned his his. Uh, his pain into something that made sure that no one ever heard him again. He became a USC fighter. But at the end of the day, it all has to be resolved. And so that's kind of will kind of get lead me into, you know, where I am next. But until you resolve whatever those issues are, and again, it could be something very, very small. Until you resolve that issue, nothing is going to change. Right. You're not going to wake up an ounce thinner the next day. You're not going to be, you know, one cent more confident just by waking up the next day. You have to go ahead and solve the problem first. And, and then you'll be able to start doing the things you need to do to grow your business. And the, and the great thing is, is once you overcome your sales call reluctance, there's all kinds of employee benefits that come with it, right? So um, you wanted me to talk about my five-step process, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we've, we've only got about six minutes or so left. So I don't know if you can yep. squeeze it all in, but as much as you can I squeeze can. in, we'd love, yeah, I we'd can. love to hear it.
2: Yep. I'll do it. I can do it. Chuck, I can name that tune in three notes. No, I can do it more <laughs> than six minutes. So, okay, okay. so the first part is, the first step is awareness, right? You have to become aware of where the problem is. And a lot of folks, I'm going to tell you exactly what, how I get people to find out where the source is, and a lot of folks, folks laugh at me, and then they do it. And so here's the thing. Your subconscious remembers everything you've ever seen, everything you've ever heard, everything you've ever tasted, everything you've ever smelled, everything you've ever said, and has not forgotten a thing. And so it's in there. And so you can actually talk to your subconscious. I, I Googled it on a lark, and then I realized that, you know, you can ask your subconscious any questions. So I just tell people to get a 5 by 7 index card and write on it, what is the source of my sales car reluctance? question mark then carry it with you during the day read it at bed when you go to bed ask yourself before you go to bed leave it on your nightstand i have people that laugh laughed at me in my class and like i get a text message you know the next day uh thanks i didn't sleep a wink last night or i've been able to sleep for two days (laughs) right because Mm -hmm. your, your subconscious goes and finds it for you so the first thing you have to do is identify it and 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 you know be aware of what that that challenge is so the next the next part is um you know we call it defining and then being mindful so let's define, you know, what, the, you know, and uh, Rick Carson calls it a gremlin, right? So what is that gremlin? What is that, what is that, uh, that inner voice telling us that's keeping us from being successful? And, and what kind of emotions are associated with? Let's define it. Let's create a picture. Let's get, up, let's get around those emotions. And then let's start to become mindful, meaning let's really become present with those feelings when they come up so that when they come up, you know, we can identify them. and Rather than letting them take root, we can start working with them and, and, and realizing that they don't have the power we give them. Um, the third step is uh, is basically reprogramming your mind. So now that we've identified the problem and we've kind of uh, gotten to the point where we can grab hold of those emotions, well, let's go ahead and uh, let's reprogram what we say to ourselves. Affirmations. Let's reprogram what we read. Let's start exercising and get all those 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 good you know chemicals running to our body that help us feel better. Um, you know, let's uh, let's do some journaling. Let's really start taking control of, of the narrative inside of our head and say what we want to ourselves and how we want to be rather than just letting what happens, happens. And then because, you know, your brain's going to fight you a little bit, you got to kind of stay on it. So you got to continue to be mindful and present when those negative emotions come up and learn to send them out the other side of your brain. And so once we get to the point where we're thinking good things and feeling good about where we're headed, we've talked about step four, which is your drive. Let's figure out what drives you. You know, let's not do carrot and stick drive. Let's talk about mastering something and autonomy. And let's, you know, how do we become a master of something so that, you know, we can become autonomous and be whoever we want to be and do whatever we want to do. And like you know, we talked about the three freedoms, right? Financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom. You know, what do I need to master to have those things happen in my life? What do I, how do I become autonomous so I can, you know, work where I want to work, make the money I want to make, and, and do it on my own, my own time. And then the last tip is figuring out your why. I help people figure out their actual why. You know. Mm-hmm. why Why do I want to go ahead and, and pick up the phone and make phone calls? Why do I want to be a salesperson? Why do I want to be an entrepreneur? You know, and what is that going to do for, for my family and me? You know, a lot of people are like my children are my why. Well, your children are what? Your why is what you're going to do to make sure that they're taken care of, you know? So one of my why's for my children is that I never want them to feel unsafe. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I make sure that I do things. I show them that I protect them. I show them how to protect themselves. I'm there for them. And they know that they can come to me with anything so that they don't have to go through what I went through. So that's kind of the process. And, and in order to get people to get excited about their drive and their why, you've got to get them to stop thinking about it, uh, whatever, everything in the past. I kind of, I kind of came up with this little quote it says, you know, once you stop looking at what you're running from and start looking towards what you're running to, you know, that's when you find out who you really are. And so, That's what it's all about is clearing out all that negative programming and all that garbage and then figuring out what you want and then helping you believe that you are worthy and deserving of what you want. And when you do that, your sales call reluctance will go away. I've had it happen as quickly as two weeks for people, and some people have had to take the class two times. You know what I'm saying? So, But it works, and that's what matters to me.
1: Well, I'll tell you, Wally, this has been really cool because, um, first of all, we got into a whole lot of stuff I didn't know we were going to get into, which is really cool. Number one. Number two – I I like the approach, and I think it's it definitely is a different angle. Because I'll be honest with you, you know, we talked a little before the show, and you know, I did some show prep and things like that. I had no idea we'd go in this direction, and that your approach was as as. um as mental and psychological as it is, and I think that's mm-hmm. super important because everything you said makes perfect sense of of you know what causes that reluctance, and you know you got to get past those barriers, you got to clear those barriers, or you're gonna have a you're gonna struggle. Whereas a lot I think a lot of sales gurus, so to speak, are gonna tell you, oh well, just make more phone calls, or you know, here's here's five closes, just use one of these five, you know. They're going to take that approach, whereas I, I feel like if, you know, from what you were saying, if they have those things still lingering in their background from from their, their you know, earlier in their lives, et cetera, it doesn't matter what clothes you give them, right? They're still going to struggle because they have those issues. Right. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, I, I love that approach, and I think it's, you know, that's probably separates you a lot from, again, um, the typical, quote-unquote, sales guru who, you know, again, is just going to tell you, oh, I'm going to give you a book with 100 sales closes in it. Just learn them all, you know, so – um, really, really cool stuff. And look, I, I, time flies when you're having fun, as always. Um, and um, I want to make sure that um, I let everyone know. Again, we've been talking with Wally Bresler. He's co-founder of Phone Sales Secrets. You can find out more at phonesalessecrets.com. Follow him on Instagram. I know I do. Um, and also check out his podcast, Own the Phone. And you can also pick up uh, a free course that Wally offers. And you can find that at phonesalessecrets.com forward slash go. And uh, I, I would definitely encourage you to go out there and check that out because, you know, you can go through the free course and determine more of what you've already heard. But, you know, maybe Wally can help you with some of these things. So, again, Wally, I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, fantastic content. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm very grateful
2: for the opportunity. And uh, I love what you do for the uh, the entrepreneurs and the, uh, the salespeople of, uh, in your uh, your listening group. You know, you really help people make people's lives better. So I appreciate you very much.
1: Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Wally. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, cash flow is king.
0: This has been Mr. Biz Radio. To learn how to become part of Mr. Biz Nation, visit MrBizSolutions.com. For access to free weekly content, subscribe to the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and follow him on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to archive shows, you can find them on the Mr. Biz Solutions website.